This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, 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 it's ODB from OLP. This is episode 326, and we've got a lot to talk about, but I want to welcome a friend of ours, a big supporter, uh, and a guest co-host. I don't know if he knows it, but a guest co-host for this week, Mr. Kyle Fannin. How you doing, my brother? Pretty good, Jason. Got the uh, the call-in number here, so I, I guess I am the guest co-host because Miggity Mike, is he out gallivanting? Dude, he's out gallivanting, helping neighbors or something. I said, Mike, dude, you got a podcast, man. We're fresh off LST. We got to get these stories out. And, of course, he chucked me right to the weeds, man. But, hey, you know what they say in show business, right? Show must go on. It must go on because right now we're under the big top, too. So, <laughs> right? take it off from LST. Yeah, I can't wait. We're gonna we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we do want to thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. Their next event in conjunction with Keg Media is Orange Beach Invasion. Uh, I would just remind people uh, go to obishow.com. That's their new website. Uh, of course, uh, we're T minus less than two weeks now. It's the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth of March, and that's going to be at the Wharf in Orange Beach, Alabama. And then, of course, the twenty first annual Lone Star Throwdown. Last weekend in June, thanks again to the Custom Car Show production team for what they do and sponsoring our podcast. But Kyle, it's going to be cool to sit down with you uh, this week because uh, for those that don't know, kind of the overview is uh, you're going to be the guest co-host. Like I said, I don't know if you know that, but we're also going to intertwine. I'm going to try to weave in some questions. That way, you know, it's keeping it fresh. And you know, at OLP, Kyle, we got to keep it fresh, man. We gotta keep it fresh. You gotta keep it going. Fresh like a, a, a fresh pair of Reebok pumps, man. I, I just I want can you even buy those anymore? You know, <laughs> just got me a fresh pair last week. Dude. You know, the, the, the retro the, the shacks, it's been thirty years or more since I had a pair of pumps and I figured I was due. So be, you'll see me cruising my ninety four OBS in my pumps. Dude, pump, 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 so. pump, pump it up. You know, Mike didn't realize right. when Will Smith was like, "Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair because the basketball court, you know, has got you know su- girls in the summer." You know, Mike didn't know like he was out there. He had, I mean, he doesn't like to talk about it, but the photos I've seen of him, he had like the. I'm not making fun of anybody, but you know, like kind of, he had the ones with the little Velcro deals, you know. And I was like, that's kind of weird, like in the late '80s, early '90s. You know what I mean? I I think I saw him last week in those at, at LSP. <laughs> Was he was he still wearing Velcro shoes? Yeah, he does because he said like when you know it's easier for him to get his shoes on. You know what I mean? And I'm not making fun of because uh, I know like some people when they do get older, it does. But you know, Mike's you know Mike. I don't know. Maybe he's pushing sixty. I don't. I don't know, man. Well, that's I can see it. You know, he <laughs> might have more more years on than Hank. Oh yeah, man. I don't know about that. The <laughs> overview of this episode is brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. They recently dropped two new features, so visit H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com, and you can pick up the Izuzu uh, mini truck shirt, or they got an awesome car with graphics, and uh, check those guys out. Good people, HammeredWeekendWear.com. But Kyle, before we really get into it, man, like I said, I got to bob and weave in this 
episode because I want to keep things fresh and I think we can pull off an episode where people will appreciate. But I want to ask you also a couple of questions because uh, some may remember you were on when we had uh, when we featured you at SEMA. We were talking to different folks out there. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Kyle Fannin? All right. So I'm Kyle Fannin, and I recently just turned 40 years old last week. Happy born so, day. Yeah, happy born day. So I, I'm in the trucks. been building trucks for, I guess, 22 years now. Uh, my, my first truck I built was a 98 S10 Blazer. It was actually it was four-wheel drive, but I actually lowered it and put a, a ground effects package on it back then. That's actually my only mini truck I've, I've owned. After that, I moved on to full sizes, and I've had quite a few full sizes since then and still have one. Uh, I have a 2000 NBS that I built 20 years ago and Damn. still have. Yeah, um, I had that last year at EBGD, the uh, first first annual, inaugural. Yeah, because yeah, Mike was saying first annual, and I go, Mike, you can't do that. I mean, it's an inaugural, yeah. and you know that. Yep. So that was uh, the first show it was at in 12 years, and it hasn't been back out since since then it's it's still put away with the cover over it um but i've had that thing have it half my life now you know i built it 20 years ago now that i'm 40 like gonna be with me forever i think i love it you know you're balling when you got a fresh new pair of kicks right some pumps right but you also got the truck from 20 years like you didn't have to flip it back in the day and that's pretty cool what Talk to us a little bit about because I want people to understand too. Because you go to shows and some people might see you on social media and stuff and go, "Oh man, you know, must be, you know, must be nice, man, go, getting to go to all these shows." But you've been hustling for a long time with your career, man. Yeah, so uh, going on twenty years now as a fireman. I live right outside of Washington D.C. in Southern Maryland. Work for uh, the D.C. Fire Department. I've been there uh, on thirteen years now. Before that, I worked down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for five wow. years and uh, met some good guys down there, too. Worked on trucks together um, from the GM full-size uh, forum back in the day. I don't, I don't know if you were on that, mm-hmm. but that was that was one of the big ones, that and the full-size Chevy, and yes. met a lot of people that way. So, matter of fact, I go to Carlisle every year to all truck nationals, and for the past, I guess this would be the 19th year, like I still go with the same group, FullSizeChevy.com. Like we have like the they they have a, a parking area for us. They set a tent up, and like I said, 19 years. So first one I went to was in uh, 2004 with that MBS. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, a couple things there. Number one, you know, tip of the cap to you. Uh, you know, anybody that is kind of first responder, military, you know, utmost respect, man. Because I mean, you guys are putting your life on the line. And I want to dive into that a little bit, but you mentioned Carlisle and I think it's worth noting, like I love seeing Johnny Garage Johnson and his videos on YouTube and stuff. They really, you talk about a truck culture. I hate to say I've never been, but I see those different areas that they set up. I mean, how smart is that? Just catering to their, their clientele, the people, the true enthusiasts, man, like you guys. Yeah. They, they have like the, the low show, I think. Like that just started back for like the mini trucks and all the stuff that's back and all the low riders. They have an area set up to like we can drag your frame and, and, and destroy that and throw sparks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they do burnouts. They have semis there. It's it's quite it's 
quite a different like show. It's you know, it's not LST by any means, but it's it's a pretty cool thing. And last year, I think they had almost twenty five hundred trucks there and set the record. So, you know, truck shows are back. Dude, they're they're back, baby. Like pump, pump, pump it up, right? Pump, pump it up. Yeah, I'll probably be rocking those new Reebok pumps there this year. Yeah, so. dude. When are we gonna get? Remember the pump it up was the three on three basketball. You know what I mean? It could be me. Yeah. Biggity Mike and Kiz Isle Fanon, and we could That's go right. out there and I'm, ball out, you know? I'm down. Can we have Hank as the sub? Dude, Hank's the sub. He might coach because if anybody – it was uh, – we're coming up on the anniversary of Above the Rim that Tupac was in. That came out back in the day, mid-'90s, what, 95, I think. And if you look, there's an article out there that Tupac might have been the greatest uh, uh, basketball coach of all time. They break down how his teams come back from a crazy – crazy deficits in the movie <laughs> so you know i mean we might have to try to get hank to 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 play birdie who tupac was in the movie so we'll have to see man we'll we'll be uh shirts for skins right or how are we gonna do this is hank well, gonna make us be the skins or well yeah see the, the thing is i mean mike he refuses to be the skins you know what i mean because uh, he just oh, said, I don't know, yeah. he, he said, you know, he had he hasn't been working out like you and I, you know what I'm saying? We've been hitting the weights, you know? That's right. <laughs> hitting, a, hitting a hard, get those curls in. Yeah, buddy. I do want to give a shout-out to Aaron Combs when you because I wanted to tie something in, and I want you to talk about in a second where you grew up, but when you mentioned Carlisle and stuff, and, and I don't give enough shout-outs to Aaron Combs, with the show that they throw up there, dropped D-R-O-P-T out. We've had Aaron on in the past. And, um, you know, I would tell people, if you are in or around that Ohio area, the dropedout.com has more information um, on the show. So, you know, you guys can check it out. I think it's September 9th and 10th each year. But, again, there's a rich history of truck enthusiasts and shows and that type of thing. But... Just to kind of lead in, right? So talk to us a little bit about, you mentioned Ohio, but you have roots that go back there, right? Yeah, so that's that's where I grew up. I, I lived the first 21 years of my life in Ohio. That's where my family's at. And I ended up moving to Myrtle Beach and uh, worked there for five years before I moved up to Maryland and got hired in D.C. So I've, I've been all over the East Coast, up and down, which is cool because I've got to go to different shows, too, like over the last 20 years. Um, Cruise Fest was one of the one of the wildest shows oh. I've ever been to. Yeah, I just <laughs> saw that one in, in an old flip through a mini truck, and I'd never been to it. But that's funny you say that. Yeah, I actually found some pictures and video, and I sent them to uh, LMC uh, recently, and we were talking about Cruise Fest uh, probably about a month ago, and uh, that that was that was a wild one for, for a twenty year old to go to. <laughs> yeah, so. And- and Mike didn't want me to talk about this because, you know, he did want me to, to kind of throw some some cover. He's, I think, working. We got him back doing it, laying the vocals for the debut album. So when he hears, like, LMC from LCD down with OLP, like, he gets starts, like, the lyrics just start going. So I said, Mike, dude, we've got to work on the Gallivanting Man, the debut album. And then, of course, you know, it's Mike with the Gallivanters. You know what I mean? So he's got his buddy Dusty and Kim. And, and I think Mrs. Mayor Shannon, I think she's going to lay down some, you know, the chorus, you know, and some of the tracks. Dude, that'd, that'd be sick. I, I can't wait to be to cruise the loop there at LST next year and <laughs> watching Miggity Mike the Mayor with, like, a mixtape or a, a fresh <laughs> CD burnt, like, you know, sling it in my window. Dude, yeah. I mean, because, you know, nobody can really sling it like DJ Mays. And I'll tell you what, I saw DJ Mays. 
you guys can follow him on Twitch. He was there slinging. He's got the little USB deals for a, a very fair price. So when you get those, you can plug those in uh, your portable speakers or if you've got one of those head units. Head units are kind of old school now. But if you plug that little USB deal in, man, you got tunes for days. But I don't know that Mike is ever going to get blessed by DJ Maze for his debut album. I don't know. I, I I can see it though. If it happens, I definitely want to get one of those one of those fresh burnt CDs. I'll break out one of my old Alpine head units from like twenty years ago just to put it in there and play. I like it. I like it. Now, when when you talk about moving and you made it down to Myrtle Beach, like basically, you know, are you were you fresh out of high school? You decide, hey, I want to do this as a career, and like, was that a big jump for you to to move down? I mean, it's pretty far away. Yeah, it was. It's it's about a 500 mile uh, distance from Ohio to Myrtle Beach. So I'm actually fifth generation. My family goes back to uh, the late 1800s wow. um, of all being firemen. Yeah. So uh, my cousins, they're firemen. And, you know, it's just it's all I've done. My whole my whole life is that, and that's what I grew up in. And then trucks, trucks are the other part of my life, um, which is is funny. Uh, you know, I'm I'm big into the full size trucks. But my dad, growing up, he was actually into to, to fire trucks. He collects fire trucks. And he's probably had, oh man, more than a half dozen of, like, large fire trucks from, like, the 1930s. I 50s. thought you were thinking, like, like a die cast, but no, real size. No. Oh, yeah. Like, once you, you get in and you drive and you can pump water out of, like, the, the real deal, Holyfield, as you would say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so so that, that's, that's really where I started wrenching was on my dad's old fire trucks it was like tinkering and and helping him work on those so and then it transitioned into working on show trucks so yeah i, I want to ask you some more about that because like when you think uh, you got my mind going you know i watch a lot of documentaries and things like that and you know you hear about some of the crazy epic fires that the country has had over the years with different cities and stuff when when you're learning about that stuff, do they ever talk about some of those like tragic events and things like that? Because I remember watching some of the documentaries. You know this, like back in the day before the fire trucks, some of the early guys, right? They had those things where they would have two guys, one on each side, going right pumping. So uh, oddly enough, my dad owns one of those. Oh really? My dad has one of those. He wow. has a, uh, it's an 1890s hand pumper. It's wow. hand pulled and it's hand pumped. So you actually have to pull it there and then you have to pump it. Once you get there, wow! And, uh, he, he's had that man thirty almost thirty some years now. And last fall, we took it to a show here in Maryland, and we got to have my son help pump it with us. So we had three generations pumping, wow. you know, a hundred and forty year old fire engine, and it still works. So was, I mean, crazy. Yep. Yeah, still works. Yeah, and so I'd imagine like they they would they would talk a little bit about some of those just the horrendous things that have happened in the country over the years. The, yeah, you, there's a lot. So you know, like the station nightclub fire, like that's a big one. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like I'll never forget back in 2003 when I was in the uh, the, fi- the fire cabin in Ohio, we were going to do um, a flashover um, training that day. And a fireman in Cincinnati died the night before, Oscar Armstrong. Um, like, I'll, I'll never forget that. Like, he, he died in a flashover, and the, the hose line didn't have water in it because they got it wrapped up in a bush out front. So, like, that was one thing they told us. is like, hey, this guy died last night, you know, oh my doing God. what we're going to show you today. So, that, that's, that's, you know, that's stuck with me for, 
for 20 years now. Yeah, it's like, you know? I mean, it's fresh, and it's like, hey, it's it's real. You know, we're not playing a damn video game here. We're saving lives and trying to save lives and, and you know, not necessarily property, but, you know, typically depends on the situation. It could be saving property and lives or animals and things like that. Um, yeah, it's all the above. Yeah. Um, I want to talk more about the truck stuff, but when you think of, you know, th- the – like you think of like the role that I'm in, we deal a little bit with contractors and things like that. And one thing that I know is super serious, no matter what jurisdiction, no matter what state or, or county or whatever, is um, the fire code. You know, and you think about um, where you know you can't—they don't cut corners on that stuff. You know, they're looking to get you know a CO for a building, or they're looking to move in, whether it's a brand new grocery store or it's a remodel or whatever. If it's public stuff, man, that fire stuff is is 100% serious. It, it is. I mean, a lot of the stuff that, that there are laws or, you know, regulations, it's usually signed in blood because somebody has lost their life yep. and made that change. Yep. Uh, like, that's, it's the, you know, that, that a lot of the stuff that, that happens with the fire department is somebody has lost their life as, as a firefighter. And, you know, that changes the way we do things. Yeah, it drives ordinances so, and stuff. And for anybody yep. that would ever think that, hey, it's it's too much and stuff, I'll tell you this. I was at a Publix, which is a huge grocery store chain in the south, big in Florida, of course, and years ago, and the power just went out. No emergency lighting. Maybe a couple little teeny lights came on. But, like, if you ever if you ever think, like, like a nightclub where there's a fire or something, and people are trampling over each other. Think about this: in a Publix, the lights go out. You can't see. You can't see anything. You can't see the person with the cart in front of you, and people are going like crazy. You know, and it's like, okay, yep. well, you can see the light at the front of the store. You know, or the Sunshine State. But again, it's it's that serious. So I just wanted to hit upon that for a minute. That you know, when we're talking about that kind of stuff, you know, it goes back hundreds of years, and and uh, people, I think, under they appreciate firemen and firewomen, but they maybe underestimate like the reasons why things have to be the way they are now to try to save, you know, lives. Yeah. I've been to a fire at a grocery store too. And like you said, it's, it's dark in there, especially when you got smoke banked down to the floor. But like yeah. one thing about grocery stores and Lowe's and, and most stores like that, the, the orientation of it is the, the aisles usually will lead you to the front of the store. Mm-hmm. They're usually, you know, if you go back and forth from the aisle, it usually takes you to the front door. Yep. yep. So exactly. I, yep. Now, as we transition a little bit, I want to ask you this. So I know like fire is is huge, and I want to transition this one question before we move on. But when you think of movies, right, I don't know if you're as big into movies as I am. Is there any one movie that you can recall or a scene that you feel like like maybe really, really depicted like you're like, dude, like, wow, that's, that's fucking it? Or maybe not, but I just wanted to ask you. Man, because I think of one, I like, think of the movie Backdraft was one of the big movies that was like with fire stuff, and I always wondered if that was like pretty accurate. But. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's I would say it's somewhat accurate, but for the most part, anytime that you're in a fire, it's ninety nine point nine percent blacked out. The smoke, you're not going to see anything until you like actually get close to the seat of the fire, Got and it. then it's like free burning. Other than that, you you don't see anything. Yeah, it's you got to rely on your on on your on your other senses like touch for the most part. Like you're feeling your way around. You're not you're not seeing anything. I hear you, man. 
Um, have you lost, has like in your family, have you guys been pretty blessed, knock on wood, over the years? I mean, has there been anybody close to you or anybody in your family that has lost their life in like the direct fighting of a fire that you want to, you know, just no, pay homage no. to? No. Okay. No, I, I haven't had any family members killed in the line of duty. Like, been pretty fortunate, you know, some injured here and there. Sure. But, you know, in the 13 years I've, I've been in DC, we've now had three uh, firemen killed in the line of duty since I've been here. Wow. Yeah, it's serious, but, dude. Yeah, it's it, it, it it's weird, you know. You you might go home the next day, and one of the other guys who was eating dinner with you the night before isn't there. Yeah, it's it, it so. it's tough. So I tell people, man, pay respects if you can. Donate a little bit to your local, you know, if there's drives and things like that. Um, you know, donate if you can. You know, show the love and support for. Is it proper? to say firemen and firewomen is that am i saying it right i know some people might laugh at that but you know <laughs> I, just... I i think i think at this point in, in this time and age i think the, the i think the proper term is firefighter firefighter um, there you go but, okay cool yeah yeah but I'll... i've just like i i my generation you know firemen, i feel like it's yeah. still firemen you know exactly um, like like mike doesn't like when i say like male male women he gets really mad and angry i go mike come on man i mean women are out there delivering aren't they he gets yeah, real pissed, you know? you know, but. Oh, Mr. McFeely there. <laughs> Dude, that was the, uh, listen, I watched Mr. Rogers rest in peace growing up. Even at a young age, I was weirded out by Mr. McFeely. I don't know if it was his name or what it was, dude. But he, I think he was a nice guy. I think he was just maybe typecasted. That's all. Do you, do you think that's what, like, got Mike into the, the Postal Service was Mr. McFeely? Like, dude. Mr. Rogers and all that, do you think? Do we? I think we could do a whole season of a podcast going down that bunny trail. Because I mean, I, I think it's a good one to get into. <laughs> no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. I want to again thank Hammered Weekend Wear again. H a m m e r. What Kyle? D D HammeredWeekendWear.com. dot uh, com. If you go to the pre orders on their website, they have the uh, Pizza Boy T shirt, which is the Izuzu, and then of course they got Time Warp uh, shirts, hoodies, and whatnot. The Time Warp's cool because it was Duke Fur's creation. And it was a Honda Accord, I believe it is. Civic, yeah, Honda Accord. So uh, pretty cool. Check them out, Hammered Weekend Wear. But I want to talk about kind of transitioning a little bit back to the general updates, dude. So you and I, we had the unique unique opportunity to be at Lone Star Throwdown, right? And what I I wanted to do was kind of get a little bit of your thoughts. Like, how was your trip going there and stuff? Because, you know, talk about what you drove and how long it took. So this year took a little different ride than last year. Last year we had a crew cab, my C20. This year we took my my square body suburban. So it's a it's a 24 hour ride from Maryland to Conroe, Texas. The first day I, I stopped and picked up my buddy Matt Cooper in uh, South Carolina, and then we uh, hammered down to Leeds, Alabama, stayed across the street from the old famous Bucky's, yes. and um, that was on Wednesday evening. So then Thursday morning, we got up and we met the crew from United by Trucks, Robbie and, and yeah. Rick and all those guys. And uh, we, we, you know, just hammered down the rest of the way from Leeds, Alabama to Conroe. So then we, then we got in on Thursday night. But I was, I was dragging a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, stuff that was smuggling across lines. Yeah. All so the way from Virginia. Yeah. To Joey, Conroe. right? Yeah, Joey from Get Decked, he hit me up a couple weeks ago and uh, said Radar and Lonnie had 200 skate decks on order <laughs> and needed them smuggled across state lines. 
Yeah. And I'll tell you what, 200 skate decks takes up a lot more room and weight than I uh, anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, we tell people all the time that, you know, you've seen it firsthand, obviously helping is, you know, the skate decks are cool because they tie into a lot of what we love, especially growing up and maybe what we still love. But it was cool that you were able to kind of do that. And I know the LST crew, they always appreciated. They kind of, uh, I'm sure they took care of you. But that, that was cool that you were able to help those guys out because that is a lot of decks. Yeah, it is a lot of a lot of decks, let me tell you. And, and all weekend, I saw people constantly walking around with skate decks. Like, yep. it's it's. I, I think it might sell as good as T-shirts. I don't know. I agree. There and was, there's a good market there for them. Definitely. You know? Yeah, there, there's definitely a market. And Joey does some fabulous artwork on that stuff. And um, I hope to uh, work with him and, and get some stuff going here for the C10 Club Maryland and uh, get some skate decks and merch going with him too. Yeah, I want to hit upon the C10 Club Maryland stuff as well. The A couple things I wanted to reinforce there was – uh, Joey, of course, always doing the decks. He also had made some uh, for Hammered Weekend Wear, which was cool because you ended up trafficking those. Um, they got delivered, and then you helped. You know, us. You basically had to cut it. You had to broker a deal. I heard and say, "Hey, I gave you guys some extra decks." And they go, "Yo, those are." It was they. They kind of did a debo. They go, "There are decks now." You know, and you're like, "Well, if we could just kind of maybe," and they're like, "Okay, cool." You know, you're cool. You're a firefighter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was actually. Um some some hammered decks and after we unloaded all the 200 lst decks that's when the hammered uh weekend wear guys were like hey where's our decks and guess what they were on the very bottom of the 200 lst decks so they all had to get moved again yeah to get and, the hammered decks out of there and hank wasn't willing even for the little bit of money they're paying him he wasn't even willing to walk over there and get them you know he, yeah, Hank was no help to that weekend. I'll yeah, tell you that. Pissed off. He was pissed and tired. He said, "But I got to give I got to give it up to the C10 guys. Um, love Mississippi Mud, right? United by Trucks, and yeah. Even though you know, I think many truckers over the course of time. I mean, we've had our runs with you know Cali to Show Fest and all these different shows and stuff. Don't get me wrong, many truckers drive, but there's something about like when you last year with the C20. So we're going back to LST as you mentioned, 2022. The C20 rep and topper gang, like, you know, we don't have to get into the dollar amount, but it's, there's a lot of money and fuel that's spent. Like, even when Ronnie was coming, you know, eastbound and down and, and things like that, it, it's crazy to me, like, how willing a C10 guy or lady is willing to jump in and put the, the pedal down and just cruise across the country and enjoy the journey. Yeah, the, the C20, it's actually a, a big block, it's a 454 and turbo 400 so there's no overdrive and we averaged eight miles to the gallon round trip last year and Good that's 3200 that's 3200 miles so it was what 400 gallons of gasoline that we burned <laughs> through round trip that and you know puts it in, insane puts it into perspective like 400 gallons is, is quite a bit you know like, yeah well, okay, so, so check this out. So McGinney, Mike, the mayor, and I, you know, I got to give it up to him. He, I gave him basically five tick marks. He tried to broker some more and, and kind of deal, but I said, look, you get five tick marks because he drove there. We did a last-minute swerve. I was supposed to take my rig and my car, and I just, I don't know, dude, I, I had a lot of stuff, like, you know, trying to knock off this checklist and everything, and I just mentally, I was like, I was just tuned out. And Mike goes, yo, listen. 
I'll drive the 2021 Chevy. I'll drive us all the way there, all the way back. Scott uh, rode with us, Scotty the body, and he he did drive a couple hours on the way there. And like we got stuck in this crazy six hour delay in Florida. It's weird. Two years in a row on I seventy five North, we hit some weird traffic. So we got past that. No no need to harp on that. But you know when we got there. We had been, I'm sure, like you watching the weather for weeks, right? Just like Lonnie and Radar and, and Jared. And we knew the weather was going to be good. So, you know, when, by the time we got there on Thursday, I mean, Thursday was already popping. It was like, okay, everybody's starting to set up and that type of thing. So, our trip there was pretty uneventful, other than the crazy traffic. And you guys already saw all that stuff on Facebook. But once you got to the show, you know, kind of just maybe summarize some of the stuff that that you enjoyed seeing or just the things that you enjoyed doing walking around there with Matt Cooper? Yeah. So probably hands down the, my favorite part of LST is cruising around, around the grounds. Sure. Like there's not many other shows that you get to do that. Yep. And you know, the, the cruising and then the food, the, the food there is phenomenal. Like for three days in a row this year and last year, we ate at the pink taco the pink tacos at the, uh, the Houston's pink box. Yes. Um, John has an awesome food truck and you know, we, we ate two, sometimes three meals a day, or, uh, three, three meals a day out of Houston's pink, pink box. So the, the food, the cruising, and you're not going to find uh, a better mix of, of vehicles from, from cars to trucks, to semis at any other show. Matter of fact, we met a guy there, um, Tom Beckley drove his 19, I believe it's a 56 Diamond Rio Semi with the fuel tanker from Maryland also. Did you see that? Yes, I saw that, but I didn't see that. I didn't know that he drove it all that way. He drove it. And uh, so actually on Sunday, I went over and found him and met up with him and, you know, exchanged our phone numbers and information in case, you know, he had any problems on the road and actually got to cruise that thing around the grounds with him he he didn't know you could cruise he sat there friday and saturday not knowing he could cruise that thing and it's bagged front rear the trailer it's all bagged so like that uh, that was a sick ride like that that was probably the highlight of my lst 23 was was cruising the grounds in his diamond rio fuel tanker man that's that's pretty sweet people were, were like i've never seen so many cameras out recording like that, that thing was sweet. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. What I thought was awesome is I was so overwhelmed. I'm kind of like I, I peeled away for a minute on Thursday, kind of waiting during the setup, maybe about an hour, and I got some footage. Uh, you know, Eddie Gordy, Tom with Far From Losing, and Joey Whitby with Relax Taco, and some of the trucks that were inside there. Uh, Friday was pretty much the day that I was I was very fortunate because it wasn't as packed. Well, okay. It was busy, but we knew Saturday was going to be like hellacious, right, with people. So Friday, I was able to get a lot of photos, and I'm thankful that I did because, dude, like my brain was so overwhelmed with the amount of people and the amount of trucks. Like Saturday, I didn't do as much uh, video as I normally would because I got so much on Friday that I was thankful. The thing that was stood out to me, though, is you think about you had that crazy Dodge Power Wagon, right, with the tilt cab. Which was different. Yep. You had that cruising yeah, around. Yeah, sick. Yeah, you had the truck you just talked about. You had the dude the the eighteen wheelers that were all customized. You saw that thing. I think it was nuts, dude. Yeah. 
with the yeah. paint, now, painted frame and all that. So I, I think the crowd was was bigger than ever this year. It had but to I be. Think, I think there was less trucks. Now, I, I've got a theory, and we'll see if you agree. So this year was the first year of no transfers, right? Right, right. So, like, Matt Cooper had a, uh, he had, he had a registration, but he decided, hey, let's just both ride in one truck instead of taking two. It cuts the fuel. And that's what we, that's yeah, what yeah, we did, it. too. Yep. You know, so there's there's one registration that didn't go that you could have transferred to somebody else. So then there's like two people that aren't there. So I, I think that this year there was less trucks because of people not able to transfer. But I think there was just as many spectators, if not more. Yes, and I, I think something, the dynamic that my buddy and I talked about was like, so under the covered area, right, where we you and I first linked up over by the Lincoln, that covered yep. area was a little bit more sparse, right? Typically, it's like... Yeah, usually that's the, that's the C10 Club pavilion right there. Right, right that's so... all C10 Clubs, and then the other side is uh, relaxed atmosphere, RA, yep. I think. Yep. So, a couple of things, my theory is this, that... Number one, you got Lonnie and Radar. They're going to do classic truck throwdown, right? The weekend, basically yes. 4th of July weekend, technically. It's going to be right the weekend before that, like June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. Then I think the third, you know, most some people will work, and then I think like the fourth is Tuesday, something like that, right? So you have yep. that in the mix. Then it's perfect to have you on, Kyle, because from a C10 guy, C10 guys like Ronnie and all of you guys can can attest, there's tons of stuff, whether it's cruising across the country, there's all these different events. But I think this too, if you looked back to like where Committed is and you got uh, Aftermath and you got Severed and then you've got that back area behind that big building, that back area was kind of filled in. So I kind of wonder if you just have some people that go every year, they have badass shit, they kind of get an award, and they kind of go, hey, I'm going to take this year off. Maybe we're going to go to Classic Truck Throwdown. I, I do get what you're saying, but I, it almost seemed like it spilled over to other areas because I saw like a lot of mini trucks behind that building, and I just was like, damn, like that whole grass area is filling in. So I'd be curious to know how many were on site if they did bust that 2,000. Now, where, where it gets tough to count is because, as you know, the vendors can register their stuff. So, And then also, oh, by the way, remember where we met over by that Lincoln, that, that, that area that goes extends out there towards the fence that bends around to the front of it? All of that, yes. I, like, I was like, dude, like, I, dude, I was like, I can't even see all this stuff. Like, it was just crazy, man. That's why you got to cruise. You got to cruise to see most of that stuff. That's, yeah. And, and I usually bring uh, my scooter. I have a Segway scooter. Like that's that's the best way to get around like these shows. Yes, but, it is. You know. And I didn't get a chance to bring ours that we had, but um, I want to give a shout out to Brandon and Caitlin. Their last name is C R O G H A N. They they helped us out uh, a couple years in a row. We normally get there kind of early. We don't get a chance to eat breakfast. They brought us the Bucky's breakfast burritos, and those things were fire, dude. And you know, I gotta always thank them. Uh, for looking out for us. But to your point, it's like once you maybe get some breakfast in you, there's plenty there to eat for breakfast. We ate those because we couldn't really peel away from the booth. And then um, there's so much food. You know, there's so much to do there. What blew my mind too is the spectator account. I would imagine with the better weather, it just was, it was a recipe for everybody wants to get out and you know they're tired of the cold. And dude, it was the weekend. It was like the kickoff, man, for the year. It was like that. This was the first show of the year for me, and, and I love going somewhere where it's seventy-five and eighty degrees in February. Yeah, like, 
you know, <laughs> I didn't make it down to the uh, the eastbound chill down this year. Um, <laughs> but that that this was the first one for me. And uh, matter of fact, I'm leaving next week. I'm going to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for the uh, Run to the Sun car show. That's I think it's the 17th, 16th, 17th, 18th. I, I believe that's where it is. And then the C10 Club, um, South Carolina, is putting on uh, Meet and Eat on Saturday the 18th, 6 p.m. at the Tavern in Surfside. So if there's anybody going to the Run of the Sun and has a C10 or any other cool truck, mini truck, you name it, bring it out to the Tavern in Surfside at 6 o'clock on that Saturday. Hells Yeah. What I would tell everyone is I can't remember every story and every conversation, but I mean, so many people came by the booth. We talked about trucks. It was a lot of fun. If you follow Lone Star Throwdown on Facebook or Instagram, they do a great job and other show promoters take heed on this. You know, they're going back and they're, you know, they're making their one, two posts a day showing the promoter's choice award who won the best debut, you know, shout out to Aftermath there. Uh, the Kids' Choice, you know, these amazing wards that are uh, created by Phil Built, right? And the the awesome thing is, is that, you know, whether it was the Alamo Custom C10 that won uh, Best of Show uh, for Ricky Holly, shout out to him. I got a chance to talk to him and his his, uh, his brother, uh, good people. There's something there for everyone. Mini trucks, you know, Radar said bring more minis. To me, the minis showed up. Now, there's not going to be as many as maybe a classic truck or a C10, there were a lot of them there. There were three Lincolns. There were uh, new body style. You know, all these different clubs came really, really hard in the paint, and it's uh, it's a testament to their their hustle and their determination. And these guys fighting and putting on a damn good show. Uh, this is the eleventh annual, and all I know is I'll be back. You know, next year for, for the event. I know that you will. I'm sure, Kyle. Yeah, I mean that's that's the the furthest trip so far, you know, out of anything I do, and that's that was the third year in a row. So that's almost ten thousand miles of, of LST in the last three years. Yep. So yeah, and I'll wrap it up at least in my mind and say, you know, I appreciate DJ Mays, Justin Santos, uh, Diggity Dom, Dominique. You know, these guys they helped us a lot at the booth. Um, Mob Steel Emma. And Solomon, you know, they, they stopped by, which was super cool. Bryce uh, Shulman, you know, Brandon and his girl, like I said, uh, some of my severed family, I got to talk with, you know, Zerati and, and just different kinfolk. And, you know, it was cool, uh, especially Neil. You know, Neil came by and we, ch- we chopped it up. And to me, you know, Ronnie has a great saying that sums this up. But, like, the conversations that I have with people, th- they, they mean a lot. Um, I had some very emotional conversations. You know, I talked to... Mary Beth, who, you know, she, her and I talked about Neil a little bit, and uh, it was real emotional. I got to give a huge shout-out to A&F Ranch, uh, the big homie. They came by, and um, it was so awesome, A&F, so it's A-F underscore Ranch. You know, those guys come by. We chopped it up. It's just, like you said, the meeting the people and going to these shows, seeing Not Stock Photography, Frank and Brian from the West, you know, Jiggity Jeff, Jiz F from Mini Garage, uh, Nathan from Sick Cars and Trucks. Dude, just, I mean, conversations that, again, I'm looking forward to picking back up sooner rather than later. But, of course, some of them will have to wait till next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the big thing. Like, you know, you're talking about the, the Phil Built, you know, designs, awards and all that. Like the, the, the awards are cool, but like, that's, that's not what I go for. Like I go to hang out with the people, you know, like 
and, and look at the cool stuff. Like the awards are definitely cool, but spending time with, with, with the people is what it's really about, at least for me. And I, I think it's the same way with you. Yeah, it is. And there's a guy, and I want to make sure. I think it was Matt Stone. You know, he came up, and we but we had a really good conversation about. You know, he he had bought some merch from us in the past, and he said. You know, I had this banner hanging up, and I'm sitting in my garage one day, and he looks up, and he goes, I'm going to check out this Art Lifestyle podcast. And, you know, he he said, like, it really helped him through some 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 times, right, and listening and stuff. And, you know, you do a lot of stuff for the truck community, and, you know, you guys got the C10 Club Maryland popping and things like that. But it's it's always refreshing when you hear someone go, hey, man, you know, like, I'm having a tough time, but, like, you know, maybe you did something or you threw an event or you had an episode or whatever, you know, you do or any any of the kinfolk out in the, in the truck scene. So it's always good to hear that positive feedback from people. Hell, I'd rather hear that than the complaint department. You know what I mean? Because the complaint department, those all go to Mike. Yeah, and we know how he is about returning calls and answering the phones. So. Right, right. He's chucking them to voicemail. But, but yeah, I mean, I know I'm forgetting stuff. I know I'm forgetting something like an epic story or something but I think, like, we've talked enough about LST, like, that I, I think we kind of summed it up. I mean, what else you got, man, for Kyle, or Kyle so far for LST? Man, I, I think we summed it up pr- pretty good. Like, yeah, a lot, of, so. a lot of people there, and, you know, you know, like, you and I got to hang out a little bit, but your booth was super packed. You know, the, the C10 Club Pavilion was packed. You know, everybody was stopping by talking to the UBT guys. Robbie was signing autographs, all that. Like, it was it was a good time. So I, I think we can move on to something else if you want to. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, the last uh, shout-out I want to give, I know uh, Chris Rollins, uh, he, he had came by. We we talked to a lot of good people at the show, but I, w- I want to say this. If you didn't get a chance to see the Auto Extremes uh, built truck, and I know that Chris Rollins uh, did the interior, you're definitely missing out. It was probably one of my favorite builds there. And you basically have uh, NC member, I believe, CJ. He comes out with a two-door blazer, insane interior, tip of the cap, Chris Rollins uh, from Exotic Auto Trends. Uh, you also have um, Robert Robinson, I think, is Auto Extremes. Uh, these guys came out hard. And again, you know, repping the minis, you know, I tip the cap to them. These guys are, are, are really flipping the game with some of the stuff that they're doing. So congrats. And again, uh, as we kind of summed up there, I can't think of everything right now. I am working on a video a little bit different for LST that's going to go on our YouTube channel. And by the way, check us out on YouTube, continuing to see great trends there with uh, subscriber growth and minutes watched. So thank you guys and ladies that have helped us there. The general updates is brought to you by none other than Lone Star Throwdown. And Kyle, next year in February, third weekend, any idea where you're going to be, man? Man, I'm probably probably gonna be heading to Conroe, Texas. Because Con- Conroe, Texas. I haven't haven't missed one of the last three. Uh, I can't miss it next year. You know I, it. I did. I, I did sleep on it though on the registration this year. I, I I got into it like twelve hours or not even twelve hours into it. And usually I try to get in the the first two hundred. I think is what it is. So you get a little goodie pack, you know. Like last year, you got the fill built um, keychain and all that. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't have my alarm set and uh, slept on it. And, you know, I, I did make the cutoff 56 hours this year, and it sold out, I think is what I heard. Yeah, so, are, are you kind of an Alexa, Google Assistant, Siri kind of guy, or are you like an old school, like Rolodex, pen and paper deal? Usually I just have a thing in my, 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 uh, my calendar, my iPhone, to alert me to do something. Boom. 
Well, well, I, reminders. I, 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 yeah, I do have an Alexa in the house, and you know, turns my lights on and off, and does all that stuff. But maybe I'll have to set my Alexa to remind me for yeah. I so guess, every it, usually August, right? First, first August first. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So yeah, eight one, and I think it's at noon local time. So remember, they're CT Central Time, one hour yeah. behind us, Florida idiots as uh, Fester from RA would say, and crew down there. But, um, yeah, so set it. I think, I mean, dude, if it was 56 this year, or, you know, technically last year, last August, it may blow through quicker than that. You know what I mean? So, but I would encourage people, you know, some people, listen, they they were a little concerned that the price had went up. Listen, 20 bucks is nothing. I would gladly, if they said it's 80 bucks for two armbands, sign me up, dude. It's worth it. That's the only promo yeah. I need to cut right there. LoneStarThrowdown.com, right? <laughs> the weekend's worth it. The weekend's like, worth it. I all, like it. All three days. Yep, for sure. So with Miggity Mike the Mayor out, I got one question for you, Kyle. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. Oh, man. Let's, let's get to it. So you know with Mike out gallivanting, working on his debut album, The Gallivanting Man. I got to ask you this question. Some of the listeners will appreciate it. I know Frank from Aftermath, uh, from Aftermath will. He's over there slanging some old toys and doing his thing. We got to get him on. I keep saying that. But I grew up in the 80s. You're kind of a couple years younger than I am. But in the mid-80s, there were two action figures that were produced by G.I. Joe. And they were kind of celebrities at the time. Okay, so we're talking mid-80s. And I don't, I don't know how much more I want to give away. I'm only going to give you this. There was a wrestler, and there was one other. I don't want to give away the other sport. There was a, one other big sport that these two guys, you know, were uh, affiliated with, right? So one was a wrestler, one was another sport guy. But they did a mail away offer. Now, you're probably more, maybe a little younger than me. Maybe you're more like a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy. I didn't get into that stuff as much, a little bit. But do you have any idea, Kyle? G.I. Joe, mid-80s, two action figures they produced, and they were technically mail-aways. Man, was it, it's not the Cobra Commander, right? Not, <laughs> not the Cobra Commander. Well, wait, I thought Mike just dialed in. Mike, was that you saying Cobra Commander? <laughs> no, no, no. So, let's see. We have the refrigerator Perry. Oh yeah, yeah. I still got mine. You Except remember the, the, and then the other wrestler, Sergeant Sergeant something, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, that's what it is. He's big on Twitter now. He's I think he's like in his. He's like getting up there. He's got to be. I think he's like in his mid seventies. Yeah, he's got like eighty. Yeah, he's got to be. And <laughs> it's funny because I think a refrigerator parody. When I sold most of my old GI Joes, they were all kind of loose figures and stuff. Uh, the fridge was one that I kept because I had the card, and I he had the little um, he had a football, and it was on, it's a little black football, but it was on the end of a chain. That was his weapon, dude. And uh, yeah, yeah, but that that was an epic time, and you got to probably remember. Some of the stuff, I mean, because like I'm thinking around, you know, mid '80s, late '80s, dude. Remember Micro Machines, dude, from Home Alone? The guy slips on them. That's that was one of my big toys. That the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, what I grew up with. Oddly yep. enough, still have all of them. Ooh, and what? my soon-to-be seven-year-old son Ryder 
still plays with all my micro machines, Ninja Turtles. He's got some. He's got some of my GI Joes too. Really, dude? I might have to borrow some. You know, when you're a kid, you want to borrow. You know, Tony and I are still borrowing from everyone. You know. Yeah. Frank Ice, though Frank, you know Iceman, you know he is. Um, and I, I want to give him a shout out too. Recently, he announced that like he went debt free because. Um, he has started his company where he's been kind of flipping, buying and selling toys and stuff. And uh, I love to see the stuff that he always comes up uh, with. But yeah, he he's you know you better be careful because he might start messaging you going, "Yo, man, what what turtles you got, man?" But that's cool that your son your son's into it. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I might trade you know some of my turtles for a USS flag. Yeah, there you go, oh. dude. Look at that, man. I know, and that's dude. You just hit a sore subject. When I sold my, my, my loose skies, this is back like in 2009. I started like, I was like thinking how much money I had to finish my S10. And, and I was like, I'm going to just start moving some stuff. And I wish I wouldn't have sold them. I sold like 50 figures, but one, because I had the USS flag as a kid. That was one thing my parents bought. And I had it, and I had the Admiral for the USS flag. And I, I should have kept that guy. He's kind of hard to find these days, man. That's the one other guy I want to get, dude. So the, uh, what, what's it, what's, what's his nickname? The code name? Kill Hall? Yeah. How do, yeah. Kill, K-E-E-L-H-A-U-L. I think it was Kill Hall. Yep. And I think there was one, damn, you're, you're, you got, you're on it. There was one, and I don't know if I had it because I learned this after I sold him. I think there was a variant and it was something to do with like what one arm had the different patch or something, but one of them is worth a lot of money. So whoever bought that lot from me for like $77, they may have like really hit a gold mine, and I still kick myself. I mean, dude, that was almost 15 years ago, and I'm still pissed off about it. I'm trying to learn <laughs> to let things go, Kyle. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to let them go. Right. Other times you just hang on to it. Like you know, I still got my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 35 years ago. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> we love this some of our stuff. The trivia with Kyle was brought to you by the Sparks Show. Uh, do not miss out on one of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. It's a 10th annual event, so it's the, the 10th anniversary, The Spark Show, the 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's in Sevierville, Tennessee, thesparkshow.com, and uh, it's The Spark Show on Instagram. You'll find them. You can pre-register now and buy merchandise. Good people. So let me ask you this, right? Going back a little bit, right? Because we're kind of interweaving in this story of Kyle Fannin as well as getting through this episode, right? Giving the people the content. They always tell me, hey, we need more content. Let me ask you this. We really didn't get down to it, though. How did you get involved with trucks, right? You come up as a firefighter. What was the bug that bit you? Uh, So back in the, I guess, late 90s, early 2000s when I was starting to drive, I got into car audio, you know, the systems, as we called it back then, you know, subwoofers and amps. That was big back then. I don't think it's as big now. Like, do you hear like cars driving by and shaking your windows of your house at all the night, like, like 20 and 30 years ago? Pump, pump, pump that, it up. Yeah, I do. Cause my buddy Paul is a true base head. One of the crazy, he knows a lot about the science and crazy and we talk about this all the time, and it's weird. You don't see it and hear it as much, but it's all—it's still all around us, and it's weird. Like I think this is the difference. The younger kids, a lot of them don't want to drive, and it's just not their thing. I don't think they're doing what we did. They're not taking their Prius and putting like a wall in the back. I don't know. It just—it is different, though. I agree with you. So, so I had a wall 
in my 98 S10 Blazer. I had six 12s Dude. in the back of that thing. That was uh, that was actually the, the first thing I customized. Um, my first vehicle was a was a 96 Jeep YJ Wrangler. Um, had four 15s in that thing and a soft top. Wow. And my my dad said he could hear me leave the high school every day, like three miles away, when I started that thing up. Pump, and pump, you could pump hear it up. Hell yeah. yeah. Four fifteens didn't see no wires. And then I heard boom from the amplifiers. Yeah, there you go, dude. Right? I love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what got me into it was the was the car audio. And um, actually in high school, another buddy and I, we started a business and we installed car stereos after school. You know, we went and got a business license, got a couple different wholesalers, and we were we were slinging the merch back then. Um, at, at 16 and 17 years old and that's that's what really got me into it yeah so i started doing that got the the blazer i drove the blazer for i guess two years maybe three years and i sold it and that's when i picked up the uh the mbs in 2003 it was a 2000 model it was a special order it was a 4.8 v8 with a five-speed power windows had all the options uh, regular cab short bed and it was actually a repo i got it as a, as a repo and it had been bagged um and the, they took the wheels off of it and they drug it up on the on the repo truck or whatever back then and so that that's what i started with it was you know it wasn't a stock truck but it was kind of a, a fresh slate to start with since they took all the stuff off when it was repoed um had twenty nine thousand miles on it and that's when I decided to cut it apart and, uh, you know, we bagged it, shaved everything on it, custom paint, silver. Custom stereo. And what's the top color? Um, it's the factory, the blues factory. And then it has, uh, it's a Chrysler silver and it's a uh, house of color. Green is what the flames are, but that's not the first paint job. That truck actually had another paint job prior to that for about a month. It was Lamborghini orange with mm. the house of color, green flames and the blue top. And I was coming home one night and hit a deer within the first month after having the custom paint. Damn. And that's, and you just decided to go a yeah. different route. Yeah. So we went a different route with it. And that's when we did the bare metal on the hood too. The, uh, the flames on the hood or bare metal. I think you and I talked about that last year, at the show. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So, from 2003, 2005, that, that was what my show vehicle was. Took it to Carlisle, um, on Myrtle Beach. There was a couple uh, Whitley shows I took it to. Yes, Whitley. Uh, do you remember, the, Whit you remember yep. the Whitley shows? Yep. I, I, I found um, some of the Whitley stuff uh, a couple weeks ago. I think I have like a shirt that says like Whitley on it mm -hmm. that, I, that I won at one of the shows. And what was the other shows? Drop Jaw. I think I took it to some Drop Jaw shows. Oh yeah. Yep. Drop Jaw Mag. So that. Yep. And then what was the other? Uh, Gauge Magazine. I think they did some shows. I took it to. Then you had Nopi. Like that was in Myrtle Beach. So like it's it's funny to think about like all the shows that have come and gone. You know, like uh, Indie Truck Bash, that one's not around anymore. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about Cruise Fest, like there's probably a good reason that one's not around anymore. <laughs> yeah, time does but fly. I, 
But I, I remember, you know, sitting in study hall in high school, you know, 20 some years ago, 25 years ago at this point, reading trucking magazine and all that stuff, you know, looking at the custom trucks and going, man, I, I want to build that. And here I am now, like 20 years later, have the opportunity to build that kind of stuff and, and take it to those shows. And back then, like everything was like West Coast, you know, like all the show coverage was was shows out West. And I think, you know, in the last five, 10 years, the, the, the shows have transitioned more East. Like there's a lot more stuff going on in the East than I feel like in the West Coast at this point. Yeah, a lot of West Coast people, I think they would agree with that as well because, you know, they've said, you know, with the reduction of the river runs and things like that. Now, granted, they're starting to come back, some of our kinfolk a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, the East Coast, I mean, with with so many shows that we have, we're very fortunate. Yeah, like most of the shows that that I go to, you know, it's hammered down. It's it's 6, 7, 8, 12, 24 hours to get there. But, you know, you got to put the, the pedal down. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about, uh, for those that don't know, because the, the C-10, a lot of C-10 guys, some of them are old mini-truckers, some of them are just truck enthusiasts, and, and going back to the GM forums, as you said, FullSizeChevy.com and things like that. But something that's interesting to me is, much like in our truck scene, negative camera was like the unclub, right? So they didn't really have many rules, is my understanding. It's That was like the unclub, and I think it was just the NC until they had to have like a logo and they put the oval with the C10 Club, talk to us about the dynamic there because I know there's a lot of chapters. Is it the same umbrella? How does that work? Yeah, so I wouldn't say every state has one, but the majority of the states have a chapter. So the C10 Club started in 1999 by John Oro. You know, he's he's the El Presidente still, and that's that's what we like. You know, it's there's no rules, no dues. You know, that's that's the slogan. And it's just a bunch of guys hanging out and, and gals with it, with their C10s. It, it's great too because you know as we're traveling, you know if something happens, I can call like one of the other guys from a different state and be like, hey, you know this is where we're at, and they usually have somebody there within like thirty minutes to help us. Like amazing. Every time like we're coming through like Charlotte, we break something and we call a couple of different guys from from the North Carolina chapter, and there's either a truck and a trailer coming or a shop to work at, like. Wow, it, it, it's great. It's it's good people, man. Like C10 Club, just like any other club, you know, it, it's about the people. And like, I'm I'm pretty fortunate that that I I got to take over the club a couple of years ago, and you know, trying to get do some good things here. Got some new merch coming out. Really wanting to push that. I'm really wanting to get the YouTube channel going and getting some builds and and, and show coverage because oddly enough, there there there's a lot of cool stuff being built in Maryland that. It, it, it people don't know about like it's not it's not getting out there so you know I, I i would like to to grow our youtube channel but as you know video is hard man yeah you it gotta, is you gotta go shoot the video you gotta spend hours editing it but you know uh, that that's what i w- really want to do this year is focus on getting the the c10 club merch going and getting our youtube channel going yeah, it's very cool. If people want to find you have the channel already, can they go out on YouTube and subscribe? Yeah, you can go out and subscribe. I haven't posted a video in, in, in probably over a year. Um, I, I was I was doing it, I was trying it, and got my feet wet, and then life took over, and you know, and then other trucks took over. But like that's that's my goal is focus on documenting 
everything that's happening in the C10 community in Maryland and, and the shows we go to. And we got some new shirts coming out and hats and all that too. So it's at C10 club, um, on, on the YouTube machine, <laughs> excuse me. Um, also on Instagram, you can follow us on there at C10 club, Maryland. Yep. And you can see so. there's some cool stuff like C10 club, Maryland at Southeast, Southeastern truck nationals, like 2200 views. I mean, you've got some, some good amount of views as well. So I think if you just keep that steam engine going that, you know, it's going to eventually collide with where you want to be. And, uh, you know, that, that's great. And there's a, like you said, a lot of history in that region. I know there's a lot of good, you know, mini truckers. We've had Eric Fulber on and other guys that are from that area and, or, you know, close to it and, uh, they're good people, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, I was kind of curious on what kind of got you in the trucks. Now, one thing that I'm always been curious about is like when we drive past the, the firehouses down here, there's a couple of cool ones not too far from us. And, you know, a lot of times I think what I've seen is like, there can be some downtime. There's a lot of training and stuff. But one thing that's always been intriguing to me is the whole regimen of keeping like the, the, uh, the engines, right. So clean. And I say the engine, the fire, the, the fire trucks, right. Um, yeah, that so stuff, that, that, that right. that's good practice for you polishing stuff right on your show truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, when I was assigned to an engine company, I would get to work at like 4.35 in the morning, and that would be the first thing you'd do. You'd make your coffee, and then you'd start washing the fire truck before the sun even came up. Like every day, every shift, the fire truck gets washed. You know, the, the wheels get polished, everything on it. it like if, if you're ever wanting to buy like a truck and it came from the fire department, the odds are it's in really good condition, like – paint-wise and wash and undercarriage and all that because for the most part, I, I think every fire department is the same way as, you know, that, that's your pride. You take care, care of what you're running around in for those 24 hours. Yeah, the taxpayer money pays for a lot of that stuff, and you guys keep it arguably the cleanest and nicest out of any kind of group that I've seen, you know, in terms of that kind of work, you know. But, but again, it goes back to, like, you know, some of my friends were giving me a hard time. They go, yo, Jay, you know, you need to polish the wheels. And I go, yo, I got patina billets now. But they were like, they were, they kept telling me I should become a firefighter, and I didn't understand it. And then now I'm kind of getting it. Like, they were like, yo, you need to practice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. But, you know, I'm starting to slide into the patina game here. You know, yeah. two, actually, I guess three of the trucks I got right now are patina. Right. <laughs> so the, uh, the 86 you saw last year, that one is – just about finished. I was working on that one today. I'm working with uh, Detroit Steel on that one. We got the uh, 20 by 9s up front, 20 by 11s in the back, the uh, Del Rays and the 8 lug. Mm -hmm. I got Porterville control arms for it that are narrowed one inch. And uh, that's what I was working on today. I got those powder coated antique white to match the, uh, the Detroit Steel wheels. Damn. So I was working on getting all that stuff assembled. So, oddly enough, that was the last trip that truck uh, made was LST last year, and then I came home and blew it all apart, and it's still not back together. Dude, always so, hustling, man. Like, you're going to have unlimited content. Like, if you really can get your mind where you want it to be as far as recording and then kind of editing, and I can give you some feedback on some of that stuff. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I try to do things as minimalistic as possible, but yeah, you know, it's a mental thing too, just to, to go like, okay, now I got to record all this and all that. But 
I'm still not where I want to be. But I mean, you got going back to your point a moment ago, like you got plenty of content that you could easily put together. Yeah. So, you know, I got that, the, the suburban it's, it's done, you know, the, the last thing I've done it was put the, uh, the stripe kit on it. Um, and it really changed the look of the, of the suburban tremendously, um, with the low sphere graphics kit on there. So like, that's, that's kind of like the fallback now is, Oh, you know, I'm going to show one of the other trucks isn't ready. Hop in the suburban and, and it's ready to go. The burb is the word. I put, yeah, the perv's the word. I put thirty-two thousand miles on it in the last uh, three years since I built it. So it's it's a true road dog, and uneventful trip to LST. Not one issue. Didn't have to stop. Didn't have to change anything. Didn't have to put a belt on it. Alternator, like it's it's dialed in. Like the LS swap and the Holly Terminator got a four lady transmission in it. It's 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 legit. So I'm I'm very pleased with it. In the Suburban, for those that didn't know, it was featured on a YouTube channel. Why don't you uh, give a shout-out there? Yeah, my, my buddy Cade, um, he runs the Rusto Mod um, YouTube channel. And we did a, he did a feature for me on the Suburban a few months ago. If you want to check out his YouTube channel, it's at, the, at Rusto Mod. Yeah, also, R-U-S-T-O-M-O-D, Rusto, R-U-S-T-O-M-O-D. Yep. Also, C10 Club Maryland is partnering up with the Rusto Mod, and we got a car show going on August 13th. You know, we got a few months to plan for this, and it's called the Patina Party. So the, the focus is Patina rides, but it doesn't have to be a Patina ride. As long as you got something cool, bring it out. So it's cars, trucks, you name it. Got a couple different uh, awards um, f- for the Patina Party. It's going to be at the, the Maryland International Raceway in Buds Creek. So, you know, if you if you're if you're looking for something to do, you come there, you can bring your ride, you can race it on the drag strip in the quarter mile. You can show it off. Um, there's going to be different vendors, food. Uh, we got vendors or sorry, we got sponsored um, Sweet Patina sponsoring it, Detroit Steel Wheels. So we got some some, some good people behind it. Um, bring, bring bring out your patina ride, you know, maybe road trip that Lincoln up here. I know, dude. If I can get Mike, you know, to drive me up there. But then, I see, I'm worried because I don't want him to pull the trailer, you know, because he could doze off, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I, I want to sleep, but I just don't want him to doze off. <laughs> you know, R- Rolando might have his link in there, too. You oh, know? really? Rolando has a lot of rides, too. You know, you, 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 you met Rolando at yep. uh, Eastbound Get Down, and he had the, uh, the Watermelon C10 this year at LST. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I think you saw it when you were shooting that, that Lincoln, the twin turbo. Oh, yeah. Rondos is right over there. So, yeah. Yeah, good, very good cool. plug here for the Patina Party. You can follow it at Patina Party on Instagram and also at Rustobot. Yep. And as long as they're giving out, like, the free face tattoos like we talked about, like, Mike, I think, is going to drive me up there, you know? Because he's, he's ready to get he, one. He's head. <laughs> if not, we'll hold him down to make sure he gets it. Right. We'll get we'll we'll get that Hank arm and hold hold him down at the Hank arm. Yeah, we're just trying to help Mike as we know at you know at his listening party for his album that he's you know people are gonna you know want to see the real Mike Murray stand up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, wait, wait until there's, he's slinging that that that, that burnt CD next year, <laughs> EBGD. Right. Right. Okay, well, thanks for sharing a little bit more information about yourself. Um, I do want to do Hut 1, Hut 2, Hut 3, Hut, Old Dirty Ballard live and on. Cut. There you go. And 
dude, you could probably attest to this, that um, th- this one is, I think, important for a lot of our listeners, including you, me, and everybody out there. But uh, this is definitely for you guys out there. We don't usually like to talk about this stuff, but I'm saying this because I, you know, it needs to happen. You know, go get your, your wellness checks. You know, go get checked out. You know, do your doctor visit type stuff. And I mean that because my buddy's been on me. You know, I've been wanting to get a sleep study done. Many of us have Apple Watches, smart watches, different devices that track our sleep and things like that. And and I know for me, like even though I get up and I got energy, like my watch says I'm not getting a lot of deep sleep. So like I would just encourage people like, yo, it's there's a lot of technology out there. There's no reason that we can't go to the doctor, get checked out, do our shit. I'm 44, and, uh, you know, we, we're we losing too many good people, you know, and not everything can be avoided. But um, I think, Kyle, especially in, in your type of work that you're in and stuff, I'm sure they really promote a lot of that stuff. But, you know, I tell people, man, just stay in the best health you can because, you know, you got one life to live. And I know it sounds cliche, but, you know, that's ODB Live and Uncut this week. What do you think? Hey, I, I agree. Uh, every day off, uh, I go to the gym and, and I work out and make sure I get my cardio in because I'll tell you what, you don't want to be walking up and down to the, the 10th or 12th floor carrying 200 pounds of stuff out of shape. I'll tell you, that's rough. That's like, real so talk, man. That's like that's that's my real focus is is I want to make sure that, that I'm ready to go to work when, when I need to. Hells, yeah, ODB live in a cut this week. Uh, brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. We mentioned this earlier. It's Get Decked underscore VA on Instagram or Joey Dilworth Get Decked on Facebook. You can look up his website. He's got merch for sale. But number one, if you've got artwork or a photo that you want to put on a skate deck, hit up Joey. He can make it happen, whether it's for your loved one, your significant other, or uh, a show. Or something that you want to put on, even if you want to do some awards, maybe some specialty top 10 things, uh, certainly hit up Joey at Get Decked. Listen, man, the scene updates, dude. Um, this is one that was really big. I got to talk to him this week. I was going to try to get him on, but I don't know with a couple of family things I got going on this week if I'm going to be able to record with him. But did you happen to see the news, Kyle, of the change, the goodness, right? Because I think the, the other, you know, Chris is moving on. Uh, to bigger and better things like within the organization, but did you see the change there at Street Trucks? I did. I see that that Brandon Burrell is uh, taking the reins there, right? Yeah, he's taking the reins. Long time, you know, mini trucker, truck enthusiast, kind of car guy. I think is the best way to sum it up. And as I told Brandon, um, briefly spoke with him on the phone. I gave him best wishes from the truck community. I mean, I- I've been rooting for this guy a long time. And he shot almost 40 covers up to this point. But if you look at how many builds he's had over the years and how many tech articles and just different things, whether it's SEMA builds, however you slice and dice it, the dude's a well-organized guy, and I couldn't be happier for him. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good asset for the street trucks. Yep, yep. And I and I know um, you, know, you had some things hopefully in the works, and I know Brandon is really focused on kind of growing some of the business there. Uh, as you'd imagine, you know, digital experience is huge these days, and I know a lot of us love the print stuff. But I would encourage people: listen, maybe you know, street trucks. You know, you see a lot of C10s, and you're a mini trucker, and this type of thing. I will tell you this: they put a mini truck. They're continuing to support mini trucks, and that's the next big thing because they announced. I don't have my issue right in front of me, but I got the issue when I got back from LST, and the the cover truck of the year was Mike Hill. So thanks. Um, or, or shout out to Mike Hill. He's from Florida. Jimmy's Running Customs built his Explorer. 
And it, that was cool. And then, oh, by the way, the mini truck of the year was Chad Luke. So, like, you know, Kyle, even you maybe not being so much, like, kind of considered as a mini trucker, you would definitely, I'm sure, concur that, hey, they're featuring mini trucks, and that's a good thing. So I tell people to go support and subscribe. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about the mini trucks. It's just I don't fit well into it. I'm a little, little, little bigger for the mini truck, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, what I what I envision seeing is obviously their continued growth with you know the video side of things, and I do know that Brandon has a lot of inroads in this industry. So I'm I'm anxious to see and kind of curious to see what he maybe taps into in terms of some of uh, the potential articles and tech things that he can do and that he can produce with a great cast of team around him. So you know uh, I think the sky's the limit. And Brandon Burrell, I know you're a big listener. Thank you for all, always supporting us. Burrell Images, uh, you can check them out. And again, um, much more coming. We're just happy to announce it because it was officially announced and um, we wanted to share that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about it because uh, the 66 C10 um, building uh, with QA1 Detroit Steel Wheels going to be doing some videos, I think, with street trucks. I was Excellent. working with Chris a, a while back, so... Hopefully, Brandon and I can work on this project also and, and get the coverage for the uh, 66 Patina C10 I'm building right now. That's that's one of the other ones that we, we haven't even got, got that far yet. We were back at the 86 C10. But, yeah, that's the next project that I'm working on at the same time is the 66. Yeah, and QA1 being a big uh, supporter, advertiser of street trucks, I mean, it, it's it'd be great to continue to see their products. I mean, there's some high-end stuff, so... It's cool that you're working back with them. And, of course, Detroit Steel, forging that relationship with Emma and team, of course, there uh, the, under the umbrella of Mob Steel. So pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to work. Like, you know, I never would imagine that, that I'd get to work with these awesome companies. You know, when I started 20 years ago doing this, flipping through a magazine in high school. And, you know, I, I'm just very thankful that these people have, like, standing behind me and, and helping out, you know. Yeah, and I'll say this. I talked to my buddy earlier. We call it, I call it the C word, right? And it's the C word is consistency. And you think about you know being involved in the scene for twenty years, building the the NBS, dabbling in some other stuff, building some inroads. Saw you at SEMA, big supporter of uh, you know uh, Truck Talk Media. You know you've been a big supporter here. I mean it's in your blood. You said it earlier, and. That's the cool thing, right? It culminates into, you know, 20 years ago, you weren't out there saying, hey, I need some sponsorships, you know. You realize that you built those relationships over the course of time, and now you're, like, in a position to go, hey, with the role that I have, I got some days off, I could put together some cool stuff. And like I said, hearing you talk about hustling on your stuff today and building this and focusing on that, again, you got a lot of good things coming, you know, for you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like 2023 is is off to a good start, and I can't wait to see what it brings in. Hells so, yeah! the The plan is have the 66 built and ready for SEMA 23. That's that's the uh, the end game. That's the goal. We'll see if I can pull it off. Fantastic! Can't wait. We're rooting for you, man. Uh, I'll give a few shoutouts yeah. here for the scene updates. Joey Whitby. I know he uh, he recently put some HRBB billets on the relaxed taco also known now as hard taco thanks to street trucks and to joey that looks really good so keep doing what you're doing again i know chris rollins had shared cj's blazer which i mentioned earlier he had shared some photos and said man this thing turned out awesome i totally agree so tip of the cap to you guys 
I did mention this earlier, but uh, I think it was Shane Smith. He got the C10 debut. So it was the debut truck at Lone Star Throwdown. And I think Mike told me that Shane is an aftermath. Trey 5, I believe, built that red C10 that was out there kind of front and center. Uh, and that was cool to see. And I know Tom Jenkins. I know his name keeps coming up on the podcast, but he built a really cool Toyota that basically was a unibody that is uh, a topless. It's a roadster. So that was cool. That was out there. He pulled in a couple of awards, which I thought was awesome. How about the van? The green one. The the green, the green van. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize that that was, uh, I saw the video on YouTube that was from John Jackson, not stock photography. And the video was, he, he stopped Jake McKitty from fat fabs while he was driving it. And Jake told the story behind it. I don't know if you happen to see that. No, I haven't seen it yet. I saw the the, uh, the post earlier that they, that van won the Promoter's Choice yes, this year. it did. And what was cool is I would tell people I don't want to give it away. Check out Not Stock Photography on YouTube. He catches Jake in while he's driving it. And Jake tells the story on how that van is owned by his family and how they acquired it back. It's pretty neat. I had no idea that it was his or connected to his family, rather. Uh, but, yeah, that thing was cool, man. It brought back the 70s it vibes, was. didn't it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it was cool seeing Sergio Torres, one of my LS, or one of my severed ties brothers, at the show. We did a cool little video of his pullout cassette deck. And dude, uh, I usually don't look back at the numbers on the reels, but dude, he had over ten thousand views on it. It just reinforces Kyle that when you hit that the the nostalgia word, nostalgia can be bottled, right? And we think back to all the cool stuff. You know, we talked a little bit about. I couldn't believe you got the trivia question earlier. Miggity Mike wouldn't have gotten it. And, you know, you think back to those things that are just stuck in our heads, the nostalgia, and you just you just can't um, you can't knock it, man. Yeah, like I, I remember riding around with my dad when when I was younger and, you know, he's playing some some weird music from the, the late sixties and seventies, you know. know and I know. now I, I'm driving around and my seven year old sitting next to me listening to, to Tupac. And Piggy, you know what I mean? 20, 20, 25 years later. So, yeah, nostalgia's big. It's, I, I never would have thought that I'd still be listening to the same music 20 years later that I grew up on. Yeah, it's totally insane, man. The only other one I can think of off the top of my head was for street trucks that I think NC1, I know NC1, Club of the Year, so congrats to them, Negative Camber. And I'm sure there's more that we're missing, but the scene updates is brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. You can visit garagegearclothing.com. They do have free shipping options available. There are, of course, at shows nationwide, including Lone Star Throwdown. I think the next um, couple of shows they'll be at maybe Altered Metal and Mini Nats. So go by, show them some love, buy a shirt, buy a hoodie, buy a hat. Uh, say what up to Lonnie and team, including Radar. And I know Crystal's over there pulling the, the puppet strings. Garagegearclothing.com. Uh, a few more things before we wrap it up. Um, the show updates, dude. So um, what I wanted to reinforce to everyone again, uh, our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions. Uh, their next event is OBI, Orange Beach Invasion. Again, obishow.com. Now, the, the key thing here is they are sold out, but vending, or excuse me, spectating is free. So I would encourage you, again, they're not making any money off of you coming down there. And parking for free and spectating. It's totally free. There's a lot of different vendors out there. There's a lot of shows, uh, or a lot of show goers. 
So check it out, obishow.com. They have a beautiful map of the location. Uh, That's going to be coming up here in two weeks. So we are on, this is going to drop on 311. No, let me see. I'm in the wrong year. Um, This is going to drop here on (laughs) March 10th. And then that's two weeks away. Pretty cool show, and I would tell people to, to check it out. It's it's a good one. I know you've seen the photos of it. Corey Floyd kills it with the nighttime photos with the Ferris wheel. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to be one that I want to, you know, make it to at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it, it's a fun one. Uh, the few other shows I want to highlight just as we uh, go through this. So basically, for those that can't make OBI for whatever reason, which is in conjunction with Keg Media and Custom Car Show Productions, the other event that weekend is Altered Metal. So a lot of folks will be over in Rain, uh, Rainy, I think it is, Louisiana, for the Altered Metal show. And ironically enough, Brian and Forbidden Fantasy team uh, out there in Killicali, West Coast, they are having Forbidden Fantasy. And, of course, that's in Laughlin. That is on 325. So those are going down there. Uh, for April, we've got Southeast Mini Truck and Nats. That's the 21st, 22nd, 23rd in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. We've got a little bit more coming. I'm going to talk to Jason Bell, hopefully on the next episode. And shout out to Sean Rose and David Magotti for what they're doing, spreading the love. There's going to be more information coming. Let's raise some funds for a good cause. Battle in Bama's 3-5, Battle in Bama's uh, May 5th, 6th, and 7th. Relaxing in the Park St. Louis is the 19th, 20th, and 21st of May. Uh, we're going to be at Made of Steel that Friday, Saturday. So Made of Steel show in Dover, Florida, the 19th and 20th. The only other uh, show that I want to reinforce is Scraping the Coast. Again, our title sponsor. That's going to be the 23rd, the 24th, 25th of June. So that'll kind of round us out because right now we're in March. So we got March, April, May, and then one there in June at least. And... Um, that's kind of the scope. You know, I think three months, man, I mean, we could keep rattling dates off, right? I mean, it, it gets kind of tough for these guys to write all that stuff down, huh, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I got, one, I got one more I want to add, too. Please. It's uh, C10s in the city on June 3rd, and it's going to be in Atlanta. Um, SQRBDY, Rick Cheeseman, is the one putting it on. It's the third one he's had, so I, I, I probably should have told you about this earlier essentially the, the event oh, information it's all good. but it's c10sandthecity.com and like i said june 3rd so you know maybe we'll get some some more crossover listeners here in the c10 community for you and so i figure out i'd sure throw that that date out for us too yeah c10s with an s in the city as you said and uh, certainly you could check that one out as well uh the show updates brought to you by minitruckfilm.com if you didn't know now you know the West Coast Influence DVD or Blu-ray and a couple of diecasts can be purchased if you go to minitruckfilm.com. Again, pick up a copy of the West Coast Influence. We had 10 copies that we had acquired from Radar, and we sold all of those at Lone Star Throwdown. So definitely still in demand. It's definitely one to add to the collection, minitruckfilm.com. So listen, before we go into the next thing, we only got a couple more topics left. And what I was curious about is a question I sometimes want to ask listeners, but I don't always remember to. So you've been in the C10 in the uh, full-size game, a little bit of mini trucks as well for 20 years. If someone were to give you an unlimited budget 
and you had an opportunity to build like, I hate to say it, your dream truck, right? You've already had some cool stuff, whether it's a truck, dare I say car, but maybe a truck. What would you build? Is there something on your bucket list that like you just want to have, you have to have that one of these years you'll get? Or are you good with kind of what you've had so far and what you're about to build? You, you know what I would really like that don't anymore? A CTSV wagon, a Cadillac CTSV wagon. Yeah, I thought buddy. those were the dopest rides. Like a station wagon, supercharged, 6.2 liter. Like those, those things were sick. Yeah, a girl so, in um, I, a chicken severed. She lives in Louisiana now. She has one on juice, dude. Oh wow, Sick. that is awesome. Yep. Like I, I, I think I'd like to have one of those. You know, I, I think at some point that, that midlife crisis is going to kick in real hard, and I'll probably have to get a Corvette eventually one day. I, I don't know. Yeah, but. well, you gotta. So if if you're wearing the ODB outfit, you have to have like white New Balance. Maybe some gray high socks on, some kind of gym short deals, right? Maybe a tank top, maybe a white tee, you know? And yeah, then if yeah. you do all that and you, maybe you have your little key fob, because you'd have to have like a Viper alarm, you know, hanging out of your pocket deal, you might get called what I got called last year, like a Corvette owner. Really? Yeah, at Mini Nats, I got called out. They go, yo, where's your Corvette? Wow. I go, I don't know, man. I Maybe I should get one. I'll tell you what, though. Like, I I think one of the best dressed guys in the scene is got to be Solomon. Yeah, that he 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 has some of the, the best outfits out of anybody out there. He's he's always fresh. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and Solo, he's over here. He had told me, I think he announced that his you know wife was expecting. They're having another child. She's over there gaining weight because she's gonna have a baby. He's over there slimming down. I go, dude, that's not the way to treat the old lady. You know, I mean, not that she's old, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like the last time I saw Solomon, I'm like, where's the other half of him? Did he split in two so he can like buy more Ford trucks? <laughs> Here's the thing with Solo. I told him, I said, man, you got to leave some, like, you, you know, you're going to get there like the king's dinner, right? All the steak and all that. He, I mean, dude, I'm just looking for the little crumbs, man. You know, I mean, he's got his YouTube channel blowing up. He's over there doing F100 podcasts. And then, of course, he's got the F100 Builder's Guide under, kind of under his direction. So, but I gave him a big fist bump, and I said, dude, tip of the cap, because he's hustling, man, and he's one of those young up-and-comers. Yeah, uh, like, I, I spent some time with Solomon at LST last week, and I, I, I got a lot of information out of him that, that <laughs> other people probably haven't got, and it, it was interesting. You know, some of, uh, some of the car clubs he's been a part of over the years and, and what he's done. So, like, I, I enjoyed talking to him, and and bonding over some history. <laughs> Hells yeah, man. Now, I do want to reinforce a couple of podcast updates. So I would tell everyone that be on the lookout for Friday. If you're listening to this day one, uh, more than likely I'll have everything uh, ready to rock and roll. We were going to have some cool stuff come out. So one thing you guys have kind of seen, and it, uh, it ties into hats. So there's been like a huge demand. And I know we've been slacking for a few years on hats. We come out with something cool. We uh, pay homage to mini trucking and just people go bananas for it. So I'm super stoked to kind of drop something on you guys on Friday. And then we've also got another surprise. So stay tuned. Um, save If you got any tax money coming back, save a few bucks uh, to support some OLP. And uh, we've got, we've got some stuff coming for them, Kyle. So I know they're going to be excited, man. It's all you know. New stuff's always it's always good and it's always dope when you drop that stuff, man. 
we're just trying to keep up with Ronnie, dude. He's always dropping hot stuff. You know what I mean? He's dropping he he's dropping it like it's hot, man. Always. Yeah, and I just dropped some some new um, OBS Club merch for the OBS Club Maryland this week. Uh, it's on the the C10 Club Maryland Instagram shop. I'm not quite sure how to set up a shop on a, on a separate Instagram account, but check that out too. Go look at the uh, C10 Club Maryland Instagram page and click on our shop. Got two new shirts for the OBS Club and also the C10 Club Maryland Old Bay design. Um, it, it also dropped. I love it, man. Definitely check it out. Uh, our stuff is going to be a pre-sale, and you know, look at the description for more information. Uh, we try to put it all in there, short and sweet. And uh, it's ourlifestylepodcast.com or click the link in our Instagram bio. Uh, the stuff that you just sent over, Kyle, looks awesome. Love it. OBS Club Maryland. Dare to resist. Square bodies at NBS. Nice. Yeah, it's the it's the throwback uh, dare logo. I'm sure you remember the dare program from yeah from school, right? From Mrs. Reagan. I forget who started that, but it was back. You know, I'm still thinking. Um, you know, like when my dad was feeding me eggs as a kid, like on the frying pan. I thought he was feeding me drugs because of that damn PSA. You know, <laughs> this is your mind on drugs. And I was like, oh damn, I'm not supposed to eat eggs. They had me wigged out for a while. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. Now, the other podcast update that I wanted to give is Jay Token, J-A-Y-T-O-K-E-N. He left a uh, a review, five-star, on Apple Podcasts. I kept seeing the Facebook reels about all the badass cars and trucks, and I and then he decided to finally listen. Uh, he's already 10 episodes in, and he loves it, uh, and it gave him a lot of good memories. So we appreciate you, Jay Token. For peeping it out, uh, I would ask people if you get an opportunity and you're on an iPhone, go to the pre-installed podcast app. Whether that's what you use or not to consume the podcast, search OLP or go to your library, tap on live, tap on OLP, and then leave the five-star rating. If you want to go a step further, write a review. You can tap it in right there with your thumbs. We'll read it on a future episode. We um, Help us get to 300. We're at 284 right now. Most of them are five stars, and uh, check us out. We appreciate you there. Uh, podcast updates brought to you by Graphics Mafia. If you need stickers or light design work, go to graphics with an X, mafia.com, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, mafia.com. Good people. Buddy and Ryan will take care of you. So before I cover the Airhead Nation updates and wrap it up, you know, like you and I, we talked about some of the, you know, how you got involved in the truck scene some of the cool projects that you've had, some of the stuff that you're working on. Uh, why don't you give a shout-out to your family, and then uh, we'll see if there's anything else you got to share. Yeah, so my son, he's six. He turns seven next month, and he's big-time into cars right now. Like, he has an Xbox. He loves playing Forza. Anytime we go to a car show, the first thing he wants to do is go and look at the speedometer to see how fast it will go. Like, he, he can he can look at a car and, and, and say, hey, I know that's a C8, and that's what the, he'll tell you how fast the speedometer is, and all this. Like it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to see a six-year-old like Wild. picking this up. So, who who knows how, how how far into this he's gonna be when he's forty? You know. Yeah, and what so, was his name again? Ryder. Ryder. R Y D E R. Yeah, just like the truck. You know, driving down the road, he sees his name all the time. Dude, I like it, dude. He's a rider, man. Ride or die. He is. He he loves riding around and some like clapped out stuff too. Like <laughs> that's he, he he loves going to school and, and 
in the suburban, it's so loud. You know, you, you've seen it. I think Chops and picking him up in the school school Parker uh, school pickup line. His principal came out one day and was like, "I've never seen a low rider suburban." And you're like, <laughs> so pretty boom. you know, you're doing things yeah. right as a parent when you get that for the principal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, she loved it. She was all about it. She's like, I wish I had a lowrider Suburban. I'm like, well, you know, he loves riding to school in it, so here we are. Yeah. Try not to do it. Try not to do a burnout. Like, that's what he really wants to do. Do a burnout. <laughs> nah, son, we're not doing that in front of the school. Right, right. We got to, you know, keep it PC, you know, because I'm, you know, where I work and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's... <laughs> He, he always wants to go, you know, top speed, too. He's like, how come the speedometer says 100? Why aren't we going that? Well, you know, son, just because the good people at General Motors say it goes 100 doesn't mean you have to. Right. And your your better half, they put up with you going to shows? Oh, you know, I got divorced. Um, okay, I wasn't going to bring know. that up. Okay. <laughs> no, no. So, I, that, hey, I, it's all good because I've picked up six more vehicles since the divorce. Dude. So... <laughs> my man dude i mean see yeah. you're keeping it on the rise of positivity man yeah that's right my dad so, always yeah, said no, see not... you got to see the positive in everything yeah you know sometimes they say it's cheaper to keep her and it, it was definitely <laughs> cheaper to get rid of her and buy six more clapped out vehicles oh uh, uh, now it's all making sense right at all you just tied it up with a big bow i love it more now yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Ryder. Um, you know, your dad's cool. We love seeing him at shows. Uh, it's always cool to see, um, you know, you out there doing the damn thing. Now, why don't you give out your Instagram? Yeah. So my Instagram is at KD Fannin. Um, you know, my first name's Kyle. My middle initial is D for David and Fannin. Um, that's, that's, that was my email address from probably 30 years ago. And I've just always used, you know, that for everything i've done pump 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 you know, it back, up dude <laughs> that's that's right you know back when i had AOL, aol instant messenger was kd fanon o2 i don't even know if that thing's still around anymore is it can you, can I think, you still use aol i instant think messenger i think you can hank's still on it he said that he invented lol oh wow and i was like yeah i bet he still has icq also uh-oh <laughs> Dude, I'm from Land O'Lakes, so by him saying he invented LOL, those were like fighting words, dude. I was like, wait, yeah. the, like the butter? <laughs> um, so KD Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N, check him out. And then, of course, he's got – you can tap in his bio to the C10 Club Maryland. If you're into C10s, if you're in that area, if you just want to link up with the big homie, I mean, check out his feed. He does a lot of cool stuff. I love the burb with the, with the LS swap. And – um you know, all the stuff you got going, I think is cool. So Airhead Nation updates, uh, happy born day to Jackie Ford. So uh, it's Lonnie and Crystal's daughter, and uh, big, big shout out to her. Our big homie Jeff from Mini Garage, I know he had a misstep, as he said, off the porch, and uh, we hope that he gets well soon because uh, I got to talk more about it next week. He helped traffic some Mazda parts across state lines because he knows I'm coming after Mike. And he goes, yo, ODB, look, I got a good deal. I'm going to sell you some parts, and we're going to make it happen. So uh, we did that, and I certainly appreciate him doing that. Uh, two people, uh, this is with heavy hearts. Um, there's two people in our truck scene that passed away, one of my severed brothers. I didn't get a chance, um, based upon when I recorded last last two weeks ago, to mention that we lost Ryan Leonard. He was an OG, kind of old-school severed guy. I don't know if he was technically was 92 
always one of the nicest guys, and I appreciate you know the conversations I had with him. Really was young. I think he was like 54, 55 years old, and he passed away. Don't know the details, and I wouldn't necessarily share those, but it goes back to what I said earlier. Just get checked out. I know I need to as well and try to make those uh, those doctor appointments, you know, and do what whatever you think is right uh, for your health because, um, you know, we're losing too many people. Frankie Cordova also posted that Richard Morgan, he was a local mini trucker here. I knew him um, briefly through a few conversations. He passed away as well, and uh, we, we wish both of them um, or, you know, their families the best in a very, very difficult time. So um, I wanted to throw that out there. But, um, man, Kyle, what else, uh, you know, it's not easy to follow that, but I just wanted to kind of ask, is, is there anything else you had to share? Wow. You know, that's, that's a hard one to follow. Um, yeah. I guess get yourself checked out, right? Now that I'm 40 and you're 44, does, does that mean I get some kind of different, like, check now? Like, I haven't had a physical since, since I turned 40. Yeah, I know. My wife's been on me to, to go get checked out. And, um, it, yeah, it's like we known people that have had health challenges even earlier, especially in her family. And it's like, you would think that like, if you had certain things in your family, they would be like, okay, go ahead and get your preventive thing at 30 or 35. And they're like, no, we're not paying for that. And you know, it's like, oh, it's a lot of money. And you're like, okay, well, I'll wait till I'm 40, whatever, whatever year, whatever age you tell me that I'm supposed to go get checked out, you know? But, um, you know, some of the stuff, you know, people used to not talk about as much, but I think it's a little bit more wide open. And, and I just, I know I need to, to get checked out because, you know, everybody will tell you that's had some some health things and some people that come down with different stuff. It's like uh, the preventive maintenance, if you will, is definitely worth it on our bodies. Because you know this, Kyle. We often yeah. put more time and money in preventive maintenance, believe it or not, in newer damn rides than we do our own bodies, dude. Yeah, you're supposed to change the oil in, in these vehicles? Right, I know. And Mike's over here, I mean, off the top ropes, right, trying to do a wrestling deal. He's practicing. I mean, coming off on mini trucks, you know, he, you know, I told Mike, I said, Mike, that's not good for your back, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You don't want to take the top rope one of the, the banana hammock, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And he's thinking he's the younger Mike Murray where he can do the ladder match, you know, like uh, Christian and Edge back in the day, you know, because those guys were like the flying trapeze guys, you know, and. I told Mike on the way back, I mean, I got to give him the five tick marks for driving us there and back. Scotty the Body, shout out. He helped us a lot. And, again, he did take over for about three hours. We gave Mike a little rest because he did have a bad headache. And then he was sniffing some BC powder or something, and he said it just went away. So, I, didn't, I mean, I don't know what that meant, you know. He said he had a mm, – remember Noel, Noel, the old Nolan Ryan? He said he had a migraine this big, and it was, like, as big as, like, the fish you caught last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's some, that's some sketch right there. You're definitely trafficking BC powder across state lines. It sounds like. Yeah, and we did stop at Bucky's, and Mike jumped up because he went and got him a sandwich, and then he he did feel better. So, I think he just had a little bit of a he he was pissed. I mean, sitting in that damn six, dude. When weight, I'm not making this up. I 75 North ways goes. There's no route. Like it was like it was ways doing a mic drop. Like f this yeah. amount. So that definitely did not look fun, you know. I, I, I'm not envious of the uh, the travels coming out of Florida that everybody got into. Yeah, and apparently the the towing company they were supposedly. I tried to find more information on this to kind of validate the story, but someone commented and said that Steps came out and said they were permitted for that route. I don't know anything about that kind of 
stuff, but apparently they give them flags and there's teams that sign off on because, you know, they've measured and stuff. But somebody brought up, brought up a good point. There's a lot of construction going. Like if they repave something and it's a few inches higher, you know, who knows? But someone, I'm sure, is going to be to blame in that one. But at the end of the day, we got there safe. Nobody was, you know, we lost some hours. We surfed Facebook while Mike was driving, of course. And um, we just watched Mike in his anguish while we uh, just had a good time, man. Hey, at least you weren't in the back of a transport van like last time. Yeah, Scotty the body. And that's why Ryan, like, we, we go, Ryan, are you coming with us? He goes, do you have the van again? And we just like, yeah, we got it. He goes, nah, I can't, <laughs> man. He goes, dude, I got something going on. He had to get his haircut. I go, dude, you're bald. He goes, yeah, but, you know, I got to, like, relace my Jordans or something. I was like, all right, man. If you had the pumps, you wouldn't have that problem. Right, pump, pump, pump it up. <laughs> Like D Barnes back in the day, pump it up. But Ty- Kyle, dude, Kyle Fannin, give him a follow. C10 Club Maryland. I appreciate uh, you letting me kind of wrap some of the, you know intertwine some of the questions. Hopefully, the listeners liked it. A little bit different as we kind of get sideways in the 2023. And you know, we can definitely get sideways with the burb. Your burb is the word. Oh, the the burb definitely gets sideways. <laughs> it is the word. Burb is the and word. And you can have you can have six or seven of your closest friends in the back that. While you get sideways. Yeah. Or 200 skate tags. Let's be honest from Joey and get dag. That's right. You know, I, I, I feel like next year it's probably going to be 300 skate decks. <laughs> it probably will be. It probably will be. But as long as you're not driving from Florida up 75, you won't have any scares like we did. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, there's a big problem if I'm coming to LST from Florida, <laughs> but Real deal, Holyfield. Well, Kyle, we're going to be on the lookout. Hopefully, you can continue the partnership with Street Trucks. We're looking forward to seeing what you got with the C10, Detroit Steel Co., as well as QA1. But stay on the rise, our brother. Let's get you back on. And again, we're going to have to check with the with the Airhead Nation. They may want to have you as the new co-host. We'll have to see, man. You might have to. You might have to fly me in. You know, I gallivant, but I'm usually uh, usually available to pick up the phone. I just don't <laughs> understand that Mike Murray guy. Real deal, Holyfield. Dude, Kyle, thanks for all the support. Stay trucking and uh, stay on the rise, our brother. All right. Thanks, Jason. We out here? We out here. My man.